This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hi, and welcome to Financially Tuned. I'm Lori Gross, and with me today I have Rob Burnett, the CEO of Outlook Financial Center, and as always, our host, Tony Shore. Um, Today we're going to be discussing rookie mistakes that people make or might make uh, when it comes to their retirement. Um, So after spending a large portion of your life working and saving for retirement, finally reaching that milestone, uh, it's a reason to celebrate and begin spending some of your hard-earned money on the retirement that you've always dreamed of. But you want to keep in mind that life expectancies for Americans have increased during the last few decades, and this could be attributed to healthier lifestyles, medical advances. Um, But think about this for a moment. According to research, a 65-year-old man has a 41% chance of living to 85, and a 65-year-old woman has a 53% chance of living to age 85. So because of these life expectancies, you may have to plan for a retirement that could be 30 years or longer. When you factor in the rising cost of health care and stagnant Social Security checks, that retirement stockpile doesn't seem quite as large as it did originally. Well, yeah, wow, that's a great topic and some good information. Obviously, we're living longer and women typically outlive men, as you pointed out, but we've spent our whole life working and saving for retirement. We want to make sure it's going to last and we're going to have a successful retirement. So I think this is going to be a good show. But before we get into it, Lori, thanks for that great introduction. And Rob, thank you you for having me on the show today. We're happy to have you, Tony. Somebody's got to keep us in line. Lori's (laughs) not always here. So today uh, we're going to behave ourselves. Yeah, she's here today. We had fun last week, although we missed you, Lori. We really did. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. I was a little under the weather. So Yep. This is going to be a good one. You know, the idea of outliving your money in retirement, uh, for my wife and I, I know it's a concern and it's probably a concern for a lot of people out there. Right, Rob? Well, it certainly is. And let's let's take a look at some of the studies. Lori, you've done some research in this area. What's going on there? Well, um, according to the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, Outliving savings and investments is the most common uh, reportedly or reported retirement concern of people. And, and across all ages, 51% of those surveyed admitted that they worry about this. So outliving your money, is um, it's a serious matter. But if you can avoid some of the rookie mistakes that people make in regards to your retirement, it doesn't necessarily have to happen to you. That's right. And Rob, maybe you could tell us about some of these rookie mistakes that Lori mentioned. I know you've probably seen people make a lot of them over the years when they first come to you, right? Oh, absolutely. And one of the big, and it's seemingly obvious, but not to everyone, is people spend too much too soon. You think about it. I'm retired. Woohoo! Out we go. But, you know, people are going to struggle with this because there's a financial aspect to that. You know, transitioning from work life where you had a steady paycheck, it came in whatever the periodicity was, 
now to primarily, ooh, I'm spending money now. I'm not really making anything. I'm not drawing a paycheck. Uh, there's a psychological shift that needs to happen here. And financially, you can really blow up your retirement by spending too much too soon. So you have to think about, okay, how do I plan this for it? As Lori mentioned, it could be 30 years or more. So this is really true if you're really looking forward to uh, spending some time going golfing, going fishing, buying that pontoon boat. We keep mm -hmm. bringing that up. We have great pontoon boat stories at this firm. Uh, traveling, <laughs> doing other things. Those, those things all cost money. Those are things you've been waiting to do all your life and you want to go do them. But this is where a financial professional is really vital in setting up what we love to call <laughs> a spending plan. We consider the word budget a dirty word. We don't use that here. <laughs> spending plan, because what I want to do is give you permission to spend on the things that you're going to have fun for in retirement. You've worked for it. Let's be rational about it. Let's allocate dollars for the fun stuff. So we want people to, to retire comfortably and then stay comfortably retired. That's right. And, and that's so important. Obviously, that's something I worry about doing. Uh, when I retire, I'm going to have time on my hands. It seems like when I have time on my hands, I spend money. And I can see getting excited when you're first retired. Hey, I want to do stuff where we're healthy and going on big European vacations or buying a that pontoon that you always talk about, Rob. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a pontoon story for you, and it's the this is the exception to the common mistake uh, you see people make spending too early. Well, my grandfather is a miser, but he's a unique circumstance. He's 96 years old and going strong. He just literally. Uh, the beginning of this fishing season, bought a new pontoon boat, and he's out driving it, fishing in it, and he's 96. So he waited to buy that new pontoon until he was 96. Now, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, once again, they told him, you are the oldest person we've ever sold a, a pontoon to. Uh, and the people where he bought his new camper last year told him that as well. So um, he's the exception, but yes, pontoons, we're going to have a whole show on that. I think we should. we should do that next week. Yeah. I think we should. Pontoon <laughs> stories. Uh, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there, Rob, who burn through a lot of their retirement savings, uh, in that first few years of retirement, right? Oh, uh, there certainly are. And, and once again, they've saved for it and they think they've planned for it as far as they've got money allocated to go do those things, but they don't measure what's the impact on that later. Uh, I've got uh, two clients that are great uh, stories regarding how to do this, I think, properly. Uh, we planned for two and a half years, this one couple, to do basically around the world uh, living over the next three years. They're a year into it. They spend nominally anywhere from uh, six to eight months overseas, come back to the U.S., then go back out. But their plan includes a unique way of doing it. They're doing house sitting for pets for people on vacation. So they spend actually less now in retirement than they did when they were living and working full time. I have another couple had, you know, you talked about the scenario of we're young, we're healthy, we still want to go do it. We sat down with the plan and created an income stream that allowed them to do all of those things and yet not impair what they wanted to have in retirement. It can be done. It just needs to be properly planned for. So if you want those retirement savings to last as long as possible, you need to not kill it early because you just don't have time to make up for it. So mm -hmm. don't blow it early. Yeah, that's good advice. So, Lori, how do you suggest people avoid making this mistake? Well, Tony, I think that working with a trusted financial services professional is key. And I, I mean that in the most unbiased way. 
um, financial uh, financial services professionals they understand the industry and the tools and the strategies that it can take to reach the the retirement that you've been thinking of for decades. Uh, most importantly, they can help you create a withdrawal strategy for your retirement. Um, and in talking about a withdrawal strategy, I believe that this is one of the the smartest things that you can do for your retirement. Uh, we can help you analyze your financial situation and devise a plan for withdrawing your money throughout your golden years to help ensure that it will be there when you need it. Uh, for some people, this means that you follow that starting point of taking out no more than 4% of your complete nest egg each year. And, and this is a rule that was a result of a study by financial planner William uh, Bengen, who tested withdrawal rates using historical rates of return and found that 4% was the highest rate that held up over a period of at least 30 years. Um, but this is going to look different for everyone, depending on their unique situation. Again, nobody has the same situation, and we want to look at everybody as a, as a case-by-case scenario. Oh, definitely, and, and that makes sense. Uh, great advice, Lori. Unfortunately, we have to take a quick break right now. Is there anything you'd like to share before we take this break? Yes, Tony. Uh, when you work with a financial professional, as Lori mentioned, they really can help you create that retirement income strategy that's going to work for you. Uh, whether it be a 4%, some other number. Once again, once you run the numbers and you know, then you're in good shape. So we'd like to invite our listeners to visit our website at outlookfc, that's outlookf as in financial, c is in center.com, or call our office at area code 937-552-9990 and receive a complimentary copy of our five-step planning process roadmap. With this, we'll include a no-obligation one-hour consultation go over the process with you, answer questions, and determine if we can add value to your life. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? When does it make the most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What strategies can you use to fill the income gap between what you receive from Social Security and the desired amount of income you'd like to receive in your retirement years? Let Outlook Financial Center provide you with direction to this decision by claiming your complimentary guide to social security give our office a call at 937-552-9990 or visit us online at outlookfinancialcenter.com welcome back to financially tuned i'm rob burnett from the outlook financial center and we have our director of planning here in the troy office Lori gross and our trusted co-host as always mr tony shore trying to keep us in line and sometimes being successful Right, Tony? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, <laughs> here we go. Yet another attempt. No, we always have fun. Good show so far today. This is a great topic because we all need to know about the mistakes that other people have made so we can learn from them. And Rob, I know that people have come to you and they've made mistakes in their retirement planning because they hadn't been working with you or Lori or the folks there at Outlook Financial. Uh, maybe, uh, Lori, you could give us another rookie mistake that you've seen people make when it comes to their retirement. Well, of course. Um, another make a mistake that I see people make is that they overspend on their house. Um, it, it's, admirable, it's an admirable goal to be debt-free in retirement, uh, but rushing to pay off your mortgage might not be the best decision. Uh, the common trajectory was always that people would buy houses in their 20s and 30s uh, with a 30-year mortgage and finish paying, paying it off in their 50s or 60s, just before they hit retirement. Nowadays, things aren't quite so black and white. 
Yeah, I imagine. In what way? Well, many people are, are waiting until later in life to purchase a home. Um, or they aren't always paying off their house in, in, a, in a linear fashion, but periodically refinancing or taking out a second mortgage um, or, or home equity lines of credit. And there also seems to be a trend of buying and selling houses faster than previous generations did. Now, this can all equate to heftier mortgages that people are carrying over into their retirement years. And uh, the question then becomes uh, whether to use savings to pay it off as soon as possible or keep paying on a mortgage in retirement. You mentioned earlier your grandfather having purchased a, a pontoon boat at what you said he was 96. Yeah. Um, I have family that waited till the kids were all grown and out of the house and then decided that they were going to uh, knock down their old farmhouse and rebuild. They're already in retirement. They just built a new house. So... <laughs> um, they're they're starting a little later in life and this is one of those scenarios so yeah yeah it does happen and uh and that is a good question you know whether you use your savings to pay it off as soon as possible or keep paying mortgage so rob how do how do we determine which is the right move for us well as with everything it's like that uh, adult product it depends (laughs) (laughs) you gotta love it for retirement i'm sorry making lori cough here today not (laughs) good but here, here's why I say that it, it really, there are pros and cons to, to doing early and whether the benefits outweigh the negatives depends on your unique situation. So I'm not going to give you a definite answer, but I'm going to give you some things to think about, but here's the fundamental question. I ask every married couple that come in to see us regarding the house. When they say, should we pay off our mortgage? My question is simply this, is this the home you're going to live in for the rest of your life? that truly drives the conversation. And I've also had to referee a couple of uh, spats <laughs> between husbands and wives because they have of differing course. opinions. Yep. Well, yeah, surprise, yeah. Yeah, what a big surprise. Yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes uh, Rob, even my wife and I disagree. Uh, I can't imagine that. <laughs> no, we get along pretty well. But yes, uh, of course, there's always going to be differences of opinion. Uh, what are some of the pros to paying off, pros and cons, basically, to paying off your mortgage before retirement? Well, the biggest pro isn't financial. It's emotional. That's mm-hmm. why I have to uh, navigate these fights between husbands and wives, because I'll ask them that question in isolation. You know, your wife passes away, husband, what would you do? And vice versa. Often the husband will say, well, I don't need a house this big. I'll sell it, downsize, you know, go live on the pontoon boat. Mm-hmm. The wife says, how dare you? This is my nest. This is my home. And so it's a very emotionally driven decision, not just financial. And sometimes the emotions outweigh the financial considerations. So one of the things we just look at, let's do some, some basic, simple things. Just try to reduce uh, fixed expenses in retirement, whatever this might be. And so that requires us to go back to that spending plan concept. We don't want people to you know, sit at home and not do things. We want to give them that permission slip to go do the fun stuff, but we have to be able to make sure that we're not going to outlive our money while we're doing it. So the biggest benefit to paying off the mortgage is probably the biggest expense you have. So you get that off the thing and gives you that emotional release. Wow. I don't have to pay the mortgage anymore, but just because you may have the cash flow to make those payments doesn't necessarily, you should put a large part of it toward your mortgage. I still want to see people have cash reserves to handle those unexpected events in life that may be pleasant, maybe not, but you may want to have ready cash to go do these things. So it's really important to keep that reserve. 
Sure. So what are the cons then? Well, I think, first of all, the, the most obvious con of having a mortgage in retirement is that you're still making monthly payments on that debt, especially since these payments are having to be made at a time when your monthly income may be lower compared to when it was during your working years. So having to put a large chunk of your nest egg towards your mortgage payments in your golden years can be a real burden. Uh, in my mind, another con is uh, being house rich and cash poor, as we like to call it. This goes back to having a cash reserve to meet unexpected life events, like what Rob was talking about. If your reserve is large enough, you can sleep well at night and, and know that um, you could pay off that mortgage whenever you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of advantages and disadvantages. And like you said earlier, Rob, it depends on your unique situation. Uh, I can imagine like, and you said, Lori, house rich, cash poor. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point because uh, what good does it do you to have a, a nice big house if you don't have money to pay your other bills each month or live? Correct. So, so obviously uh, there is a give and take there. These are great points. Unfortunately, our time is almost up for this segment. Do you have anything you want to add, Rob, before we go? I do. It's just a, a reach out to the, the radio listeners today. Find a financial professional that you can trust. It's going to help you find what that financial journey looks like for you and create that retirement income strategy that's unique to you, meets your requirements, and gives you really the permission to live the lifestyle you'd like to live in retirement. So I would encourage the listeners to go visit our website at outlookfc.com or give our office a call at 937 552 9990. We'd like to give the radio listeners a complimentary copy of our five-step planning process roadmap. With that, we'll include a complimentary one-hour consultation, no obligation, to go through that process to answer questions and determine if we can add value to you in your life so you can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Excellent. Thank you so much, Rob and Lori. Listeners, we're going to be right back to continue our discussion with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center here on Financially Tuned. Good advice is sometimes hard to come by. That's why you should find a financial professional you can trust. There may not be such a thing as a perfect investment. Every financial choice involves trade-offs. It is helpful to have a financial professional on your side to help you organize your goals and have a better understanding of the pros and cons of any financial decision. At Outlook Financial Center, we focus on working with you to meet your financial goals and provide the advice that can help minimize the hazards you may face. Give our office a call at 937-552-9990 or visit us online at outlookfinancialcenter.com. And welcome back to our final segment for this episode of Financially Tuned with our amazing hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of the Outlook Financial Center. Rob and Lori, great show today. We've been talking about all the different mistakes we need to avoid when it comes to retirement. And I, I want to give a brief recap here for our listeners, especially if somebody's just tuning in. So far, some of the mistakes you've mentioned that we need to avoid is spending too much too soon. That's one I'm worried about for myself. And then overspending on your house or not making the right decisions with your mortgage. Uh, then I know everybody's financial situation looks different and you, you are constantly pointing that out to us, Rob, and I know that's important. But 
are there some mistakes that we should all try to avoid to help protect our retirement out there? I've got to believe the answer is yes. Uh, can you fill us in on a mistake that you've seen people make? Um, well, the final mistake that we're going to talk about today, and, and this is by all means not inclusive. You know, we've There's a lot more mistakes that we could cover, but we just don't have enough time today. But the final one we're going to talk about today is when parents overspend on their adult children. Um, when it comes to your retirement, it's time to let your adult children take care of themselves. According to a recent Time Magazine study, 70% of parents polled spent uh, spend up to about 5000 a year supporting an adult child. And while their intentions may be noble, the need to support your adult children can dramatically impact your retirement plans. Well, Lori, I mean, this might hit close to home here. I mean, Rob and Lori, uh, <laughs> do you think this is a big trend happening right now? Lori, do you think parents, I'm not going to name names, Rob Burnett, uh, are taking care of their adult children? Well, you know, it it's become somewhat of a norm these days. Um, <laughs> it, it really has. And uh, the Pew Research Center actually found that the number of young adults living at home rose to 36% in the last few years. I'm moving and back in, it, Rob. That um, That's one in five kids still live at home and don't pay rent or expenses. I mean, that's just unfathomable to me. But um, I, I understand that it gets hard for parents to avoid helping their children, but it can become increasingly difficult to provide for your adult children while also protecting your retirement savings. Yeah, Lori, I think you're spot on with that one. What about you, Rob? Uh, what about this trend affecting parents' ability to retire? Well, this there there's a difference here. We're we're seeing in the uh, the culture now that a lot of kids they go off to college, they can't get work, they move back in. That's one scenario. The other scenario, which I think is is actually uh, a reasonable one to go deal with, I lovingly call it the boomerang child. Something has happened in their life. They need to come back. They need to reset. They need to relaunch. Uh, their lives. And there's a number of life events that can drive that. And that's a good time to have the ability to, to reach out to the kids to help get them over that hurdle. But once again, we don't want to be enabling the, that they'll never move out of your basement. So that's why my wife and I took the strategic uh, approach over the last couple of years of consistently downsizing. So we just don't have room for them anymore. <laughs> well, that's a great tactic. Yeah, uh, it was, but it was a very difficult one for his wife, by the way. What was that? I said it was a very difficult one for his wife, by the way. Extremely painful. <laughs> Downsizing. Yes, I would imagine. Well, what about uh, this uh, affecting people's ability to retire? Has uh, taking care of adult children, does that impact our ability to retire? It, it actually does. There was a recent study done by Hearts and Wallets where they found that uh, those folks with they were over 65 already with financially independent adult children were twice as likely to be retired as their counterparts who were still supporting adult children. We see that in our office on a far too often basis that folks are still working very deep into retirement because they have kids and grandkids living at, at the house that aren't working and need their kind of support. And it's really hard uh, on the grandparent in that case. So yeah, we do see that in way more than we think we should. So, what kind of advice, Rob, do you have for parents who are already in this situation? Well, I can't think of a parent, especially a mom, that doesn't want to help their kids. So you just got to sit down and be honest with yourself at this point. You have to decide, am I helping or am I hindering? Am I enabling 
the child to not grow up. I mean, you think about it, we all go through our, our knocks and uh, lessons of life and get, you know, beat up with, you know, jobs and, and everything there. And that's just part of the normal maturing process. And a lot of parents will want to shield their kids from it. They don't want them to go through what they had to go through. I'm sorry, that's an important part of their development. They need to do that to some extent. So we need to make sure also that mom and dad are on the same page. You know, mom saying, yeah, we'll take care of it. Dad saying, I don't think so, is going to cause strife in their <laughs> marriage. So we really yeah. don't want that too. And so really just being a parent, you need to be emotionally supportive. Uh, if you're, if you have any financial sense about you, be a financial mentor for them, not try to tell them how to run their life, give them a framework by they can be successful running it. So we spend a lot of time here at Outlook Financial Center working with our clients, adult children. Uh, if they ask us to, we'll sit down. They're obviously in a very different place in their life. We've started with them as young as right out of college. Uh, we actually had one family bring in, uh, they had uh, an older uh, son and, and three uh, triplets. And they were all you know, seniors in high school, in college. And we've already started working with them about how to avoid college debt, how to pay it off when they get out, the kind of uh, things that are going to be available to them. Uh, they're already starting their, their own small saving strategies. They're building that into their DNA. So we can provide that service. And, oh, by the way, we want to prepare them to be good stewards of the legacy plan their parents are putting together. So there's a lot of things we can do uh, in that regard. So if yeah. you're still taking care of your kids' expenses, like uh, rent or cell phone, car payments, it's time to sit down and talk to them about it. You got to cut that cord at some point. And, and we've been there, we've done it, we know it's painful. And the last one to want to cut the cord is usually mom. And, and that's just a natural thing. So, yeah. but you got to have your priorities. You got to protect your retirement. So the last thing you want to do is spend everything you've got on them supporting them, then expecting them to support you because you're out of money in retirement. Well, Rob, Lori, great show today. Really important topics, mistakes to avoid. And I'm, I know I got a lot out of this show. Unfortunately, our time is up. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Just want to remind our listeners that we really want to have them be very successful in their retirement to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. So hopefully you got something out of the show today that's going to help you toward that. Uh, give us a call at area code 937-552-9990 or visit our website at outlookfc.com. We want to offer all the radio listeners our five-step planning process roadmap as a no-charge complimentary offering. We'll also add to that a complimentary one-hour consultation to go over the process, to answer your questions, and see if we can add some value to your life. All right, and this concludes our time for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. 